Welcome to Bible and Stuff, a podcast about the Bible and stuff. I'm Glenn. And I'm Tanner. And guys, we are in our final week of our series, Uniquely Wired, uh, talking all about our identity. uh, And we're wrapping it up today by talking about Sabbath and spirit. Um, yeah, and we're going to dive more into what that means, uh, and how that aligns with this idea of identity and how we're uniquely wired. But yeah, it's, it's been a good series. I've really enjoyed walking through all of this. It's given me a lot to think about and process. So I'm happy. Yeah. It's definitely something I've been mulling on for a while. The way all our series works is I feel like I mull on them for a little, chew on them for a little bit. And then eventually I work it up into something, but then it just like sticks with me for a few months at least. Like it just takes yeah. me longer to actually get where I probably fully need to go with it. Uh, and then you reach out to me with all these follow up ideas that you're like, <laughs> oh man, I wish I'd said this yeah. or hey, yeah, yeah, what yeah. do you think about? <laughs> Here's a million ways we could have done that better. But uh, I think especially with this one, it's something that's going to it's gonna have to hang around for a while. I mean, obviously the idea I think will carry on through the rest of my life, but oh, yeah. Uh, it's going to have to hang on for a while because the the work doesn't just happen overnight, right? Well, we've talked about yeah. that a lot. And it takes time to kind of apply these things. And similar to most Christian truth uh, or, or gospel truth, uh, you you forget it over and over again and you have to remind yourself. Uh, I'm not saying necessarily the topic we've talked about is is the gospel or is on par with the gospel, but I think it is an implication of the gospel. Like if mm. Christ is redeeming us... Um, Yes, as a community, but also individuals, and that has that has big implications. Uh, but yeah, anyway, you'll just have the tendency to get off track and have to yeah. course correct again and again and again. And so, yeah, I I it's been a really good experience, but I I would encourage people listening as in, as I will have to do myself to just keep setting with it, keep coming back to it, uh, make yeah. it kind of this regular routine of of. You know, am I am I in a in the spot I need to be? Am I living out who God has made me to be in yeah. the areas that I am at? Uh, Man, I'm I'm yeah. terrible at this, but uh, I feel like a practice that has always been helpful, like being on a staff or part of a team, like having that that one on one time where people ask you these specific questions, like seeing where you're at, how you are in whatever process you may be in. And I think specifically in the church world, like asking, I remember our pastor asking me, like, how are you? How's your family? How's your relationship with Jesus? Like these yeah. very uh, direct questions yeah. that I needed to reflect upon and respond to. And I, I feel like it would be a good habit, like you're saying right now, to like do that to myself. Like, hey, let's have a self check in <laughs> at mm-hmm. least once a month and see like what what have I done since, you know may and and what is it going to look like going forward yeah um and i think the good thing i I know i'm definitely gonna it's been good for us to have conversation over these things um but i've also really enjoyed a lot of our guests have yeah been centered around this topic and so i'm gonna go back and re-listen to some of our episodes and also go out and look at some of the resources they've put out again um yeah i know they've talked a lot on it so and we didn't really plan that that was just kind of a god yeah. thing it just happened uh i mean everything's a god thing but <laughs> it just it just happened so that 
we end up talking to people and we're like, oh, this this is exactly what we've been thinking on and taking. Or maybe this is a new way to look at something we've already been uh, trying yeah. to figure out or whatever. So that's really interesting. Um, I, you talked about the like the the check in thing. We've even talked about doing like uh, Instagram stories, like spiritual check ins, like six or eight yeah. questions. I think it's six, but I don't know. Maybe. Maybe by the time this comes out, I'll work that up and, and put it out there. Because I do think it'd be helpful for somebody to just take that and like once a week yeah. go, where am I at with these things? Yeah. And so, yeah, they could even be, I think I think they're yes or no questions. So that it's not hard. It's just kind of, it, it just, it's, yeah, it gives it's just you a, a second practice to think over of taking that time to actually yeah. think about it, which is what we're in some ways going to talk about today. But before we go any further, we should mention that this whole series is sponsored by, brought to you by Dwell Bible. Dwell. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're big fans of Dwell. Um, We will talk about them more later in the episode, but we did want to let you guys know that we're doing a giveaway of a Dwell subscription. Uh, I think it's a one-year Dwell subscription on our Instagram, and I believe today is the last, today's the last day, right? Yeah. Yeah. So... Definitely, uh, if you haven't heard about it by this point, jump on really quick uh, mm. to our Instagram. Check out uh, the directions on what you need to do for that. And yeah, hopefully you'll get, you'll get a chance to do that. And I think we'll announce that in the next couple of days um, and, and let, let you guys know who the winner was at the yeah. end. Yeah. If you win it, that's awesome. If not, just buy it. Like, come on. Oh, it's worth <laughs> it. For sure. It's worth it. It helps us out. Um but honestly, like we both use it, we both appreciate it. We we highly recommend it. So, enough about that. To recap, let's do that first because it's been yeah. a whole five episodes. Um, we started with general identity. Listen, God made everybody, but that doesn't mean everyone is is a child of God, is part of God's family. The Bible lays out a couple categories that being that being that you're either in Christ or you're in Adam. Um, and so you're either a child of God or a child of wrath. Now, we've kind of addressed this whole series to Christians because everything we say from there really only applies to Christians. And so if you fall into that child of God category because you've been saved by Christ, then there's a whole lot of things that are true about you and about every other Christian, every other follower of Jesus uh, that are very helpful. So that says a lot of foundation work for where we went next, which is... But the other thing after that is that we also have a specific identity. So we have this general identity right. with all the all of the Christians around the world, and that's a really beautiful thing. But we're also each unique. I mean, <laughs> we're little snowflakes, I guess, if you want to go that that route with it. Uh, we are all different, and in some sense, for us to w- look like Jesus, will look different for each person. That sounds weird, but. Think of it this way. The Dallas Willard quote we've gone back to over and over again is, discipleship is the process of becoming who Jesus would be if he were you. Because we know Jesus lived in a specific place, a specific time, a specific context. And so he lived, you know, in such a way that made sense there. That's who he was to some degree, uh, was defined by some of those characteristics. So that being said, us being in a different time, a different place, a different context, with a different body, with different characteristics, is going to look different for us to try to be faithful, for us to try to live into all uh, God has made us to be. And yeah. that's that's when you're when you are living 
as your truest self, you're living the most like Jesus. That's essentially the premise we've made here. Uh, because we also tie this back to the garden. When God made man, he said it was good. He didn't say like, it's all right. It's like, it's right, kind of, right. there's some good stuff, but there's also a lot of bad stuff. The original intention, man, was good. Now, sin mars and breaks all that, uh, but Jesus redeems it. Jesus pulls us out of the muck and the mire, wipes us clean, and says, now, now be, you're good again. We're both, you know, justified, good, legally standing with us and God so we can have a relationship with him, but we're also in this process of sanctification where we are continually growing in good works. And so... All that to say, I think sometimes we get so caught up in the um, identity of being a sinner, and I don't. I think once you're a Christian, that's less helpful. <laughs> it's only so helpful, I guess I would say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, and so we need to live in the reality that we are now unified with Christ, and we are growing in Christ likeness, and we're still going to struggle, but ultimately, that's not our true and final identity. Now. To make the rest shorter, <laughs> from there uh, we went to strongholds. So this is kind of the stuff that holds us back from living into those things. Um, we went into community that you really can't figure all this out. Who am I supposed to be? Who has God created me to be? Without people around you helping you and pointing out those things in you. Um, and then we went to what did we do in episode five, Glenn? Deep work. Yes. Then we went to the fact that this whole process, which we refer to as deep work, takes deep work, so slow, thoughtful, uh, intentionality, over time, and again, in community. But the last thing we said last week, which is something I really want to like send people out with, just like take this and run with it, is at the end of the day, all that preparation... Uh, we actually had a, a guest preacher this week at our church who talked about prayer and action. And his thesis was essentially we so often take action without any of the prayer. But a lot of what we've talked about is actually this really slow, prayerful contemplation. But at the end of the day, you still have to to take some action. You can't just stay yeah. there and do nothing forever. So just take a step, just do something, and then God will use that prayerful action to move you down the road. So that's the way too long, short recap of where we've been. <laughs> and then and now yeah. we can talk about where we're going. Yeah. So again, this episode, we're, we're basing it around the idea of Sabbath and spirit. Um, but I think y- you kind of just hit upon a big part of, of what we want to start talking about in this, in this idea that like, man, we have so much going on in our lives that we can, we can think in our heads like, Oh yeah, uh, this is what I want to do. Uh, I'm going to wait for the, the right opportunity to start doing this. Mm-hmm. And man, we just get stuck, right? It, yeah. when we, when we just think it and we don't do, we get in this continual, at least I do, uh, state of procrastination where it's like, oh, I, I got to wait for, I, I, <laughs> I think of it like, I got to wait for the weather to be just right. And yeah. my, my coffee has to be like, you know, the right amount of cream in it for me to sit down and feel comfortable to do this or <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. 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 For me, it's like, uh, uh, and there is a lot of truth to like being in particular seasons of life, but 
I, I would prefer to read my Bible in the morning. And so it's really easy to fall into things like that where it's like, well, maybe when my kids are older and they don't get up so early, <laughs> I can get up before them and read my Bible in the morning. Uh, so I, I find other ways to do it. But there's this part of me that's kind of like, doesn't even really want to start until I can do it exactly the way I the want way to do wanna. it. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm consistently frustrated by that, even though it's just, it's just, is my reality and I have to accept it. And I think we're that way about this idea of deep work. It's always mm-hmm. easier to say, I'll do it tomorrow or maybe in a month or I need somebody to help me. And, and you do like all those things. But at the end of the day, like I said, just take a step, do one, Uh, small action and get the ball rolling. But I think a big thing that works against us in all this is the crazy pace of life that most of us live with. Like Mm. we are just moving a million miles an hour all of the time. And that is completely contrary (laughs) to what deep work looks like. It is slow. It is an intentional slowing down to be thoughtful to contemplate to better seek to better understand and you just won't do that if you're like checking in and checking out like you know i lord my wife and i talk us talk about being ships in the night all the time like i'm coming she's leaving like all this stuff uh and it's it's really hard if you don't carve out space specifically for this thing yeah yeah I'm in that same boat and uh, I'm sure a lot of people listening are, especially if you're, I don't know, we we keep using the word season, but in our season of life with active toddlers or young kids and, you know, trying to figure out work and all this stuff just going on. And I'm sure that every season has its own version of that. (laughs) So I, I, yeah. I'm not trying to make an excuse for just me. I know everybody deals with it. Yeah. So what do we do with that, though? How, how is that going to tie into this idea that we're trying to work through? Sure. I will say real quick, <clears throat> something that's always stuck with me was when I was in college, I was uh, very busy, or I felt as if I was very busy. <laughs> and I was like working. Uh, I was going to school full time. I was, you know, Lauren and I were kind of early in our dating relationship. And so I just had a lot going on. I was really involved with the church, all this stuff. And I remember sitting down with our pastor, who's a really good friend of mine and talking and basically lamenting this, like, golly, it just got so much going on. It's so hard to make time for this or that or whatever. And he probably in a moment of frustration, because uh, he had young kids at the time, and he's in now that stage of life that we're kind of in where you just, it's exhausting. <laughs> you're just consistently <laughs> under, under, uh, you're just consistently not getting enough sleep and just, yeah, you got so much stuff to do. And he was basically just like, it doesn't get better. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> he's like, yeah, 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 you think you're going to be less busy in the future. You're just not. And uh, on one hand, that seems very rude. <laughs> <laughs> on the other hand, it was very helpful to to go yeah. like, listen, it's not going to magically work itself out tomorrow. You have to make it be the way you want it to be. Uh, yeah. And so that that's something I've kind of stuck with. And, and, and it helps me fight against that urge to be like, well, maybe when we get into a new season, it'll all be easy and like Jesus will fix everything. 
uh, even though he hasn't come back yet to do that. And that's just never the case. It's it's always going to be chaos, and you have to you have to be this agent of change if you want if you want yeah. some of that to happen. So, John Mark Comer, I thought had a really helpful uh, quote in all this. He he wrote a book called "The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry." Is that what it's called? It sounds like a good title. If it's anything else, man, he should have talked to you first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> Uh, sorry, John, I didn't want to misquote you, homie, but the, and I'm not even misquoting him because the book title is actually a quote from Dallas Willard, but the quote in the book, which John wrote, uh, John Mark, John Marky Mark, John Marky Mark Comer. <laughs> you and your, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> we should try to get him on now just so I can call him that. Uh, he says that in our hurriedness, in this fast pace of life that we live in, um, he says, quote, we feel distant from ourselves which I, I just love that. Just mm. sit with that for a second. We feel distant from ourselves. We lose sight of our identities and callings. We get sucked into the tyranny of the urgent, not the important. That is real good. Yeah. Man, I just, I just had, that just described everything I felt. For the last, <laughs> I don't know how many. Yeah. Helps you understand yeah. why you sell so many books. Uh, <laughs> you're like, oh, okay, okay. This guy's pretty good. Uh, but I, that line, we get sucked into the tyranny of the urgent, not the important. That's exactly what mm. we're talking about. I think it sums it up so well and gives it language to then, to then start parsing that out. Like, am, am I worried about this just because it seems urgent or because it's actually important? And the yeah. deep work stuff that we're talking about, the discovering of purpose and identity and living more into that, that is very important. But it's something that you, you always can push off till tomorrow if you're not careful. Right, right. Yeah, no, that's really good. I think, uh, oh gosh, I just need to do what we were just talking about. Stop <laughs> thinking about it and just do do what I need to do. Yeah. Man, the, well, man it, another thing that meant a lot to me when we talked to uh, Justin Whitmell early, which I believe will come out after this, but we'll have an interview with him at some point. You'll get to hear it. Uh, he had this quote in his book about habits, and basically, it, it is really long, and I'm going to mess it up if I try to say it, but it was basically like, you're never going to work on it tomorrow. Like you're never gonna like improve that relationship tomorrow. You're never gonna set that time aside for prayer tomorrow. Like when you do it, it will always be today, which like, it's it's so silly. Like in one hand, it's like so simple and kind of dumb to say out loud. Uh, no offense, Justin, but, (laughs) but it's so helpful to go, Oh, like I, I want to just, like uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a plan to do that tomorrow. Yeah. But even then, when you finally get around to it, it'll be today. So all that to say, just do something today. Like just do something now, even if it's small, even if it's like one tiny little baby step toward where you want to be or or the work you want to do. Just start because yeah. because once you get started, you'll gain momentum. You'll you'll be more motivated because you're actually making progress. And you'll actually start to chip away at this thing that's going to take a long time anyway. Yeah. So I, I guess, you know, you just shared this great quote uh, from John Marky Mark Comer, yeah, yeah, yeah. however you said it. Yeah, uh, that's it. That's what, we, that's what I call him when I talk to him <laughs> on the weekends. Yeah. Uh, so it's showing all these things that we, we do to screw up what uh, is meant to be different. So where do we find the opposite of that? How do we how do we 
get past that, I guess. Well, what we need is peace, right? We need mm-hmm. we don't need the urgency and the busyness and the frustration. We need some peace. And I think when when you live out your unique calling, you're going to have a lot of peace about when you get to when you start that work, when you get to a place where you feel like, "Oh, I'm actually moving in the direction that I feel like God wants me to move in. I feel like this is literally the path he set up for me. Yeah. You're going to feel a lot of peace about what you're doing. I'm not saying you still won't struggle. I, I, I feel like I've worked a lot of this out, but I still doubt it all the time. Uh, and I just have to keep coming back to Jesus. Uh, but the other thing we have to acknowledge is our humanity, which I want to talk more about, about after the break. But the short version is we as humans are full of limits. Like there are so many mm-hmm. things we cannot do. And you even see this in Jesus because he was incarnate. He was in a, a, a living human body. He was fully human in addition to being fully God. And when you look at his life, like he was not hurried. He was not rushing around thinking, man, I only got three years left on this earth. When he was doing ministry, I've got yeah. I've to make as big of an impact as I can, any of that stuff. Like he's playing the long game. Which I, obviously, if there's any example we should follow, it's it's Jesus's, and and we see this in a number of ways. But the easiest one is when he just retreats and like goes to be with the Father in silence and solitude. Literally, ninety percent of the time, he's like being chased by crowds of people who are like, "Can you please help us with all of this stuff?" And he he's very eager to help them. It's not that Jesus is like, "Please get away from me," but right. Jesus knows I can't do that twenty four seven every day for the rest of my life i will crash and burn i won't be able to fulfill the purpose that god has for me if i don't steward the resources that i have like my my body and my my energy and my health those kinds of things uh so that's why he has to retreat and not to mention like his relationship with god the father like he had to he he couldn't just consistently pour out and never yeah. replenish never refill and so I think that's when we get deep peace, when we go, man, I'm, I'm trying my best to live into who God wants me to be, who God's calling me to be, but also I'm not trying to do more than I'm capable of doing. I, right. I'm just going to rest and say, God will take care of the stuff I can't take care of. Yeah. No, that's really good. I um, I, I think we often forget that Jesus was not a rush person. I think... We look at all, at least me, I look at all of the things that he did and accomplished and I'm like, man, the energy and effort that went into that, like he must have been nonstop going, but the Bible tells us he rests, he takes time. And so uh, that's a comforting thought uh, as a Christian to know I don't have to be going full blast 24 um, seven. It's good to rest. Uh, we're called to. Yeah, was it you that was telling me that story about when the, the like the mobs trying to get him basically, and he like slips through their midst, and yeah. then after he leaves that, so you would imagine if at any point he would be in a hurry, he'd be like, "I gotta get the crap out of here." <laughs> then that's when he stops and ministers to somebody, like in that process. Yeah, yeah. so it's probably in another episode that will probably be out in the future. <laughs> but uh, I, I obviously never thought about it that way. And when you said that, I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's exactly what Jesus was like." That's exactly how yeah. he lived his life. Is he, yeah, 
He was walking. Like, just even think about it that way. Like, we drive around in cars. He was just right, walking. Right. Like, yeah. obviously, he didn't have cars at his, you know, <laughs> disposal. But I just, I like that comparison a lot. Like, we are about, like, bullet train, get me there as fast as I can. In fact, if my Tesla can drive me there uh, so I don't have to, I can even be doing calls and texting and doing, like, getting stuff done. And Jesus is just like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to head that way. I'll get there yeah. when I get there, and that, that well, will be that. It's, it's exactly what was in that close, uh, or in that quote. We get stuck in the tyranny of the urgent, not the important. Yeah. And Jesus focused on the important. Completely not, latched on to what's not important. The yeah. 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 Well, guys, one way that you can rest and be replenished is by being in the Word. Yeah. And we have a great opportunity through the app dwell where you get to actually just be soaked in scripture uh accompanied by great music that is calming and soothing and it really it just it's a great way to experience the bible yeah it's very it's very chill or at least i keep it very chill i don't know maybe dwell should look into like throwing a thrash mix under the bible depending on what you're listening to <laughs> if you really really wanted to amp it up but uh i keep it very chill uh, it, it, to me feels like I, I can create space. Yeah. I'm not, uh, like I, obviously I love setting and reading a physical Bible, but when I'm in the car or something like that, I, I put on dwell and the, the guy speaks slowly and with intentionality and there's music and I have space between chapters to just think and process. And, and I, it creates a whole atmosphere of God's word that otherwise I wouldn't, I would mean, I'd be listening to a podcast or music or something like that. And sometimes I just need, I just need to just like tune all that out and, and get more of God's word. So, uh, that's how I keep it. But, uh, the, the good thing is they give you a lot of options. They have a bunch of different voices, uh, of different translations of the Bible. And then, like I said, they have a lot of different music options you can put underneath it. You can do none if you're boring like that. Uh, <laughs> but they have the best audio Bible experience out there. And, yeah. uh, you can, you can try the other ones. That's fine. You will use this more. If, mm-hmm. if you get dwell, you will use it more. It w- you will appreciate it more. And I, th- I think therefore you'll have, it'll have a bigger impact on you. Yeah. Guys, if you haven't done it already, go ahead and just check out. There is a, a free version that you can look at and, and experience some of what it has to offer. But man, when you get the full experience of, of what the whole app offers, you get so much more to go with it. And luckily, Dwell has partnered up with us uh, on this series that we're doing and has given you the opportunity to actually get Dwell at 10% off a yearly subscription or 30% off Dwell for Life. And you can do that by going to dwellapp.io slash Bible and stuff. So it's going through our, our network of believers that listen here on the podcast. Um, so if you have not downloaded the Dwell app, go do that. Sign up for this subscription. It is definitely worth it. Um, and as we mentioned earlier, we're also doing a giveaway uh, for a year Dwell subscription. So go check out our Instagram page to learn more about that. Um, and yeah, commit to scripture for the rest of this year and or the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Dwellapp.io slash Bible and stuff. Go there. Get it.
So limitations. You had mentioned earlier on that because we are human, <laughs> we have limits to what we can do. Um, and so let's let's kind of tease that out a little bit. I, I think that blanket statement makes a lot of sense, but maybe we can pick apart some of the ways that we, we see that broken down. Yeah, one book that's been really helpful to me in this whole process uh, is called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. It's by a guy named Peter Scazzaro. I call him Pete. I think a lot of people call him Pete, but you know me, I'm going to have to change his name up a little bit (laughs) uh, just because. But he has a quote. He has a whole section on limitations in there that I think is super helpful. But he has this quote. He says, "I, I have wondered if the greatest loss we must grieve is our limits which I just, uh, he has a whole piece that explains all that about grieving loss, but I love to think of it that way. The greatest loss we must grieve is our limits. But he continues and says, it drives us to humility before God and others like little else. Yeah, that's good. I, You know, we've hit this topic of humility a lot lately too, I feel like. Yeah. Um, and that's a great, great way to think about it. Because we do, we we want to push ourselves as as hard as we can, uh, but we have our limits. And man, if if there's one way to humility, that's that's one. <laughs> that's definitely a good one. Yeah, the, the first thought I had rereading this as I was preparing for this episode was, man, how often do I? But I think it's true for we. How often do we only cry out to God when we've reached the end of ourselves? Mm-hmm. Like uh, that, that hit me. It was like, oh yeah, <laughs> like I'm not embracing my limits at all. I'm trying to push past them constantly and trying yeah. to achieve more than I, than I can <laughs> and trying to do more than I reasonably can. And only when I get to way overextended and frustrated and ineffective, then do I go, come on, God, why don't you help me out? Like, why, <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah, uh, yeah, and that's as you can imagine the opposite of how this should go. <laughs> uh, God should should be a part of the whole process, mm-hmm. and in everything we do, we should be embracing the limitations that we have, the things that we can't go beyond, and trusting God to take care of the rest. And man, even just specific to our conversation on identity, I mean, I think. We we have, you know, physical limitations and, and limitations um, as a as a human. But I think we should also recognize that there's there's also limitations to who we are, what we're good at, what we've, you know, been blessed with as, you know, skill sets and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I think we should recognize those limitations, too. Uh, because God has called us to be specific people. And when we try to go outside of those limits, uh, that's where we will also find humility. Yeah. Pete gives like a whole list. I think it's helpful. Here's some of them. It's your body, which I mean, at first I'll just pause for a second to say like, this is the joke of like, you can be anything you want to be. But like, if you're, if you're five, six, you're not going to play in the NBA. Like that, like that is a real limitation on, on one sense. Like I want my kids to believe that to a degree, you can be whatever you want to be. And that's because I, I think that often God has given us some God given ambitions some things yeah. that that do lend themselves to who he wants us to be. So I want them to believe in that and not consistently doubt themselves. But they also have to recognize the way in which God is going to have them do that. 
And yeah. if if you're five six, it's five six is probably not playing in the NBA. And yeah. so, or like when you ask your kids what they want to be when they grow up, and they're like, "I want to be a dinosaur." <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, nope. yeah. there's a limitation just, there as yeah, well. Yeah, <laughs> just maybe uh, in a thousand years, science will have figured that out. But as of right now, yeah, it's not going to happen. So, uh, your body, your family. That's a big one I think we often overlook. Like you were just raised mm-hmm. in a certain family. You didn't get to choose that. Uh, and that sets you up with certain things and and doesn't set you up with other things. Yeah. Your marital status, like whether you're married or not married, that's a limitation in some ways. Alan Noble, this is a complete side note. I didn't put my notes, but Alan Noble has this really great talk where he says, um, every gift is also a burden and every burden is mm. also a gift. It's like one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard when he talks about it. But uh, that's like, and he's like, the greatest gifts are often also the greatest burdens. Like kids are the best thing ever. They're also so difficult. <laughs> like <laughs> They are so hard. And so, I, you know, anyway, I think about that in, in marriage, like Paul, like marriage is amazing. Like I would recommend it to anybody. It's great. But then you also have this verse in the Bible where Paul's like, I wish you could all not be married like I am because it frees you up to do a lot of things. And so that's a, a limitation. Like if you're married, you need, you have to be concerned about another person besides you, uh, yeah. which you should be concerned about other people. But, but in marriage, you don't have a choice. There's no getting around it. That's a limitation. And if you're not married, you know, that's a limitation. I think a lot of people feel really readily of like, I, I want to be married and I am not. Uh, but you have to embrace that and not consistently fight against it. That's just where God has you right now. He may not keep you yeah. there, but that's where you are right now. And I don't want you to miss the now only being worried about the future. Okay. That's my mm-hmm. two cents on marital status. <laughs> We're also limited by our intellect, our talents and gifts, your monetary resources, your time, and he also mentions kind of like just the reality that work is hard. Like that's the the garden reality of like, listen, sin yeah. made this difficult and relationships are difficult. Like that I, the word I would use is like maintenance. It all requires maintenance. Like you don't, you don't make a friend one day and then that's just perfect for the rest of your life and you don't have to worry about it anymore. It takes consistent care and energy and effort to maintain that relationship. Yeah. And that's that's a limit that we have to work within. Yeah, definitely all definitely all limits to those things. And I think um, I think if you take time, I, obviously, this is not a full list, right? These are these are some bigger things. Uh, but if you take time to sit down, you can you can recognize a lot of the limits that we experience. Yeah. So as, as we kind of wrap up this this section on limitations. I want to throw one more Pete quote out there, which seems discouraging, but I'll get there after. Uh, he says, okay. often we have larger fantasies and wishes for ourselves than our real lives can support. As a result, we work frantically trying to do more than God intended. We burn out thinking we can do more than we can. We get stressed and blame others. We run around frantically convinced that the world, whether it be our churches, friends, businesses, or children, will stop if we stop. Others of us get depressed because our desires are so high and unachievable that it seems useless to do anything at all. Man, if I don't relate to that last part, I, <laughs> I don't know what I do relate to. Um, and so I know that can seem discouraging. It can seem like Pete saying, you need to give up. <laughs> you need to deal with this and just quit right now while you're ahead. 
but I don't think that's what he's saying. I think what he's saying yeah. is chase the, chase the dream, chase the God-given thing in you, but don't overdo it. Like, don't push it past what it's supposed to be. That's yeah. the, the human condition is we're completely discontent with what we have. Yeah. Uh, and God is consistently working on us to be more content in in whatever situation, whatever reality we are in. And I think that's the beauty of this is it actually, if you really can embrace it and say, I have these limitations that I can't go outside of, and they may fluctuate and change or whatever, but uh, whatever they currently look like, I'm going to have to live with that. If you can really be okay with that, it frees you up to be more effective. Like it Mm. frees you up to actually do more. And it sounds counterintuitive, but when you are not consistently pushing the boundaries and pushing the limits and crashing and burning and like working yourself to death so that then you're sick for a week and a half, like if you're not constantly running on empty, you can actually probably accomplish more when you, you live inside the boundaries that, that got the healthy boundaries that God has yeah. given you. Yeah, that's really good, man. I think in my own life, I, I could definitely see that in different areas where I've worked or been in ministry or things like that. Um, maybe even kind of hinting back to when we were talking about our, our specific identity, when we, when we like look at other people and we're like, oh man, I want to be like him. And we try to put all of this um, pressure on ourselves to do everything that they do and push ourselves to their limits. Like we're just, we're just wasting so much energy that could be put into something that we're already pretty good at, right? Like mm-hmm. we could be we could be tightening and refining the things that we've already been gifted with um and and not stress ourselves out and and run ourselves into the dirt trying to be something that we're either not called to be or not called to be yet. Yeah, it's funny. It just came to me. I was thinking back to when we first started this thing. We first started doing all this podcasting stuff. Uh, We had a lot of big ideas, and I think we thought we knew how we were going to do it all, but we had no clue how we were going to do it all. Uh, And this audience is something I've thought a lot about. Like, we have a decent amount of people listening to this podcast. I'm really proud of that. I think it's great. But, uh, uh, the the frustration the not the frustration the pressure is to always like let's grow the audience let's get let's get to the next level where we can do this thing and in some degree like oh, to some degree it's wise to want to like try to grow it and expand it like if you're building a business or something regardless of what it is that that's kind of necessary but at the same point it's like man there have been seasons where we have overloaded ourselves and pushed too much and done. Uh, done more than we needed to to try to break these limitations that we have like yeah, we just yeah. don't have the audience that i don't know insert celebrity pastor here has and that's okay and if we embrace those we can actually probably which i think is what we've tried to do we can actually probably uh m- minister i don't know i felt weird using that word but <laughs> <laughs> we can serve the people that we serve better when we just say well let's yeah. just focus on what we have. Let's focus yeah. on living within the bubble that we're currently in. And then I think it's not guaranteed, but I think that might actually grow the audience more, right? <laughs> when you do right, right. the things that only you can do that, you know, celebrity Christian podcaster 
can't do because they're too big. It's an organization. They got all the thing. Uh, then we got to actually probably grow it, which I mean, I think to some degree has been true, but, uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I, I'm just realizing all this in myself over and over again, like this constant, <laughs> like wanting to shed as many limitations as I can and try to be God when I'm, I'm not God. Yeah. Um, and that, this is the whole reason why Sabbath exists, right? It's literally to remind you that you're not God. <laughs> like the, the whole purpose of taking a day off and I mean, you're spending it with the Lord, which I don't think has to necessarily be the super rigorous. And that's a whole nother conversation on Sabbath. Uh, but just enjoying the Lord for a day and not consistently churning away is this acknowledgement of God is always working. I cannot, I cannot, I'll just mm-hmm. run myself to death. If I do that, and so Sabbath is not only a helpful practice of rest and replenishment, but it's a it's a really good reminder that you're not God. Like you have limitations, you can't you can't run endlessly uh, without crashing. I think you're absolutely right. We need to find um, find those limitations and be willing to rest, not run ourselves dry. Uh, and then I think we also need to focus on on kind of this last section or our concept that we're moving into that we're not doing it alone. Right. Yeah. Uh, we, we kind of brought this up earlier, but it's not, it's not on just you and I to do these things. We sh- we should rely on, on God to, to move forward with this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So a couple things. I think this is, I think this is the best thing we can end on. That's what I'm going for here is like, if I can leave you with anything, I'm trying to leave you with this. So we've talked about it the whole series, but like one of my worries is because it's, because it is kind of focused on you, like us, like people that Mm. you can get a little too caught up in that. I think I said it in one of the earlier episodes, but it's, it's this idea that like you might actually be tricked or convinced that the answer is in you. And it's not like at the end of the day, we're still trying to get more of Jesus as and this is just part of that. Yeah, yeah. So I want to read this this passage here, and then we'll talk about it, and then we'll wrap up, and it'll all be good. <laughs> it's, it's Deuteronomy 21 through 4. It says, When you go out to war against your enemies, and you see horses and chariots and an army larger than your own, you shall not be afraid of them, for the Lord your God is with you, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. And when you draw near to the battle, the priest shall come forward and speak to the people and say to them, Hear, O Israel, today you are drawing near for battle against your enemies. Let not your heart faint. Do not fear or panic or be in dread of them. For the Lord your God is he who goes with you to fight against your enemies to give you the victory. So this is exactly what you said. The whole point is God goes with you. Right. The whole point isn't like, hey, like, you're amazing. Go do this thing by yourself. No, the whole point is like, start moving forward. And no matter what happens, God's with you. And that's that's the whole point is to just be with God, to have a relationship with. Call back to our Joshua series. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, I even shared this. uh, I think it's the writer in the word account on Instagram. I shared the story, IG stories the other day. And he said, um. I thought I wrote it down. Okay, okay. He said that it was a little quote graphic and it said, it's not about doing things for God, but rather doing things with God. Mm. I just think that's a really good summation of what we're trying to say here. It's it's not about, you know, God made me for X, Y, and Z, 
So, you know, I'm going to accomplish that, make him proud and like earn my way into this or, you know, receive some higher blessing. It's like, no, no, no. I just want you to, to be with me. And yeah, being with me means living into who I created you to be, but that, but that's not why you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, we talked, we've talked about this in a, for a bunch of different things before, but you don't mix up the end, the ends and the means, uh, God is not a means to like personal fulfillment or like living out your dream or whatever. Right. Living into who God created you to be is the means to the end, which is having more of Jesus. It's becoming more like Jesus. It's having a deeper relationship with Jesus. All those things, as Dallas Willard would say, discipleship is a process of <laughs> becoming who Jesus would be if he were you. And, and, yeah, the whole point of that is to to taste and see more, to taste and see yeah. and understand deeper. Yeah, I love it, man. I I really think that uh, <clears throat> I really think that walking through each of these episodes and taking time to really be thoughtful about all of this, our general identity, or our um, specific identity, the strongholds that we struggle with, breaking through all of it with community, taking time to do that deep, deep work, and then remembering and relying on God, uh, taking the time to rest and and know that He is still in control, right? Yeah. And that uh, He's with us until the end. Um, yeah. I, I think... I think that is really comforting. Mm -hmm. It takes all of the anxiety <laughs> out of this like unknown that we experience um, on a daily basis. And it, it just lets us rest in that and know um, that, that we don't have anything to fear, right? Be strong and courageous uh, <laughs> as, as we've talked about in Joshua and, and know that he's in control. And um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to really, dig more into this on my own and, and try to try to really reveal what God has, has put on my heart that is yeah. currently hidden. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny that you say that because I think one of the ways, one of the things that actually led me into all this is this like deep desire I have to know the future and to try to predict mm -hmm. what's going to happen. And so I think I came at it in a sideways, probably unhelpful way of like, well, if I can figure out who God wants me to be, then I can figure out what it is I need to do. And then I can figure out all the things that I have to do to get there. And then, then I can finally be filled. Then I can finally have a pleasant, uh, a life or, you know, the life I want or whatever, whatever. But that's not really the point. <laughs> The point yeah, yeah. isn't uh, knowing exactly what's going to happen or I joke often about wanting to be on the Noah plan where he comes and he's like, listen, build a boat, make it this big, use this kind of wood, that kind of stuff. Like, it's all laid out. But also, like, I'm sure Noah was a little uh, doubtful at times where he's like, mm -hmm. well, did, well, am I really supposed to be building this boat? <laughs> I don't see any rain. It has not rained in a long time. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it rains and then it stops. And I'm like, was that it? Cause it didn't, uh, it didn't do it. Uh, so anyway, that's not what it's about. It's about, it's about trusting God. It's about knowing it's, it's the cheesy quote of like, I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future. But like that, <laughs> that's what it is. Right. It's like yeah. trusting that, that God has got you and walking with him in that. That that's that's the end of it. 
that literally the last thing Jesus said before he's like sucked back up into heaven <laughs> in in Acts is that hey I'm gonna send you the Holy Spirit and he's gonna be with you he's, he's gonna you're gonna receive power so that's that's the power through which we function and that's the fulfillment of when Jesus said I will be with you always to the end of the age like all this stuff points to God being with his people and us being with him. Yeah. And like I said, throw back to our Joshua series, which is like, just get close to God and stay close to God. And that's a lifetime endeavor. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, guys, I hope that you have enjoyed this series and this episode. Um, we are really excited to hear how this has affected you. Uh, let us know what you have taken away from this. What has been eye opening for you? Um, yeah, we like to know that when we're talking through these things, it's actually making an impact somewhere. Uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, for me, it does. So I'm okay, even if it doesn't for you. But yeah, we, I, mean, I hope we, we I get hope emails from time to time where people are like, hey, I really liked that. And that means yeah. a ton. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so it, if at this point, if you can do anything like, yeah, take that five minutes, you're like, ah, I should write them and just do it. Like we would really appreciate yeah. it. It would give us some fuel to <laughs> keep trying <laughs> to keep yeah, working yeah, on some things. So hopefully this is all helpful. Um, I know it has been to me, as you said, it has been to you. So I, I, I trust that it will be to other people as well. Well, uh, like we said, we got a lot of interviews uh, that are coming up. Yes. Um, we're really excited about a lot of them. Um, Tanner already mentioned we had, we had Justin uh, Justin Early coming on, and we have... Oh, man. I, yeah, we're going to mess them up if we try to list them all. I don't, I, I'm not going to list them all, but I am going to say... <laughs> you guys know I'm a Citizens fan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we have Zach we, we have Zach Bolin coming oh, on. Oh, it's great. And man, I just, what a great conversation. So yeah, a lot of good things that uh, you can look forward to. Keep an eye out. Glenn and, um, a little bit. Like it was a little I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I tried to hold it back. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, check those out as they, they come. And um, until next time, peace. Bible and Stuff podcast is a production of Bible and Stuff. We do more than just podcasts, so if you want to know more about something we've covered on the show, just visit our website at bibleandstuff.com. Our show is hosted by Tanner Britt and Glenn Brand, and our theme music is by The Sing Team. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.